Friday, July 8th, and this is Pencil Vomit. I'm Adam Farster, and I am recording in Myrtle Beach right now. Uh, on my way home, uh, getting ready to jump on a plane in a couple hours, and uh, ending my vacation, and getting really back to work on um, some stuff I've been working on vacation too, but um, just... Uh, Gearing up for C2E2 coming up in August with uh, the crew from Gorilla Publishing. Uh, Julio Guerra and Ben Miller will be at uh, our Artist Alley table um, along with uh, Matt Skillern, who's going to be there. And it's going to be a good time. I haven't done C2E2 in Artist Alley in a couple years. Uh, the Gorilla Publishing guys have been at... Um, small press so we've been there the past couple years and uh it'll be a nice change of pace hopefully uh we get to see some of you out there uh show up over the weekend and uh we'll let you know as soon as we uh get info on what table we are at so um back to some process stuff uh i mean i've talked about consistency i've talked about like doing things, but, um, I guess I can explain, uh, my overall or overarching reason to go back and teach art and graphic design and animation at the high school level. Um, my high school art teacher was not very good. And uh, my art experience was really terrible. And hopefully I can have a couple of my friends who I went to high school with uh, jump on at some point and have a conversation with them to see if they're, uh, their, um, their experience was similar to mine. But my art teacher didn't understand anything else other than painting, really. And uh, maybe a little bit of sculpture, but not illustration, not graphic design, not animation. Uh, there were a handful of us, I would say there were about seven of us between my sophomore and senior year, seven or eight of us, who were really into comic books and really into comic book illustration and animation. And my art teacher had no frame of reference, right? So he had been, I mean, and little bit he taught my dad when he was in high school so I mean this was an older gentleman and he just didn't seem to I don't know if he didn't care or he just couldn't relate or didn't find a way to relate um, traditional art or art appreciation into uh, comic books or into illustration or into any other medium other than what he was comfortable with and to me that's kind of anti-education, right? It's like you want to be exposed to as much as you can. You want to appreciate everything you can. And to appreciate what your students are bringing in, right? What their frame of reference is, what their inspirations are. And take those and use those as examples of ways that you can encourage them to progress and maybe go into that field. I'm not a, I'm an animation fan and I love, love animation. And, but I'm not a huge anime fan. So, 
I can appreciate the stylistic changes, the cultural differences between um, American animation and anime. And while I do enjoy more of the movies, uh, I mean, Akira is next level to me, and I don't think anything really compares to that. Uh, Ninja Scroll, Fist of the North Star, uh, but also Robotech and Voltron and, like, everything that came out in the 70s and 80s, uh, I really enjoyed, and I really enjoy... um, giant robots and giant monsters and, and kaiju and things like that. But I, I've never gotten into Dragon Ball Z or any of the series One Piece or, or uh, My Hero Academia and Death Note. I've never really uh, enjoyed those. I've tried to, to watch some of them. I just, I've never really, um, I've never really been able to appreciate it. Again, everything doesn't have to be for everyone. So I try to relate this to my students that you you can be inspired by these things. You can be influenced by these things, but you don't want to copy those things. And for me to even have a firmer reference of that and of the, the culture and of uh, what my students are into allows me to, I guess, relate um, a little bit more than a, uh, my traditional art education in high school. So, um, it, and, and because I do teach those classes, right? I do teach, and my experience being a graphic designer, being an illustrator and, and working in this, these fields allow me a little bit more real world understanding of that subject matter. Whereas my art teacher in high school was strictly just an art teacher. And, uh, while I have taught the traditional classes and I love teaching, uh, drawing and I love teaching, uh, two-dimensional art and the intro classes, it's really, um, we, I, I'm lucky I have a team in my art department that are more capable and more, um, I don't know, more influential in that way because that is their background, right? So, um, but they can also take those things and culturally, uh, bring them in and relate to the students a little bit more. Find something that they're into and relate the art to them. And being able to go and learn your fundamentals, which is what I stress all the time, is learning the fundamentals. Learn how to draw. Learn how to what value scales are. Learn uh, lighting. Learn uh, anatomy. Learn figure drawing. Learn these things and then take them and translate them into the medium you want to go into. But you can't do that without those fundamentals. So while my art education didn't really even teach me the fundamentals, it was really like, this is an art class, this is what you do, this is the assignment. And you you just kind of had to follow uh, by the numbers. It was really paint by numbers or draw by numbers. And trying to put your own flair or, or put your own frame of reference was really, really hard. And not having direction or leadership or mentorship in those areas, I think, hurt me um, because I didn't have the skills. I had an understanding and I had a base knowledge and I had a, a, a want to, to draw and learn the craft, but 
it wasn't until I think my first drawing class in college that I, I realized that I had missed out on so much by by not having those base fundamental skills in high school. I was able to catch up relatively quick uh, with a lot of practice on my end and, and doing a lot of work on my end in sketchbooks and then being able to put those in to a live studio drawing class and then being able to translate those into animation and graphic design and, and the, the media that I ended up eventually working in. So that background has led me to where we are today and has led me to uh, becoming an art teacher after 20 plus years. And I mean, I'm, I'm not retired from the freelance uh, art and graphic design world or comic book world. But I have kind of slowed down that way and, and focused more on the education side and focused more on, on teaching and giving the knowledge that I've learned from the years of graphic design in college and, and even my high school um, and, and the different life experiences that I've had to kind of put that into my students so everybody understands the concepts and understands what you need to know in order to do this properly and that the work ethic is ultimately, especially if you're going to be a freelancer, your work ethic is going to determine how successful you are. And if you don't have the hustle, if you don't have the get up and go to follow these things and to follow your uh, the need to, to, to do these things and follow the desire to, to be a freelancer and, and understand the business side of it, you're not going to be successful. So I, 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 I like my students to, to understand that there, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of sleepless nights, especially when you're starting out and you're grinding but eventually you kind of come into a pattern. You have repeat clients, you have all these things, but you need to understand where all that starts. So hopefully my experience has been able to uh, give that to my students and, and let them know that, that these lives and this living a creative life is fulfilling and you get to do these things. And it allows you to do a little bit more than um, a traditional nine to five gig. While you have to still work nine to five, you only work really as much as you need to to live your life. If you don't want to do things or if you don't, I mean, you can find your, find your niche and just kind of stick with that. Um, but it, it, it's really a, uh, a choice on uh, your creative path. And um, what's, what's really great is I'm able to kind of share that with you and with my students and, and, and talk about uh, the animation industry and the state of that today and what's going on in the climate when you're looking for work and give you the opportunity and get, give people the opportunity to learn the software that's going to help them be successful. And what's really great is um, the resources that are available. Um, all. 27 years ago when I graduated high school, these resources uh, that are available today uh, at a clickety-clack of your keyboard and some mouse uh, clicks, um, you can learn anything and you can do it on your own and you can do it without going to college. And you, you, But again, you need the drive. You need the, the want to do that. And everybody has access at 
their fingertips with a smartphone or a tablet or just, I mean, smartphone, uh, sound like an old man, but uh, you, you have this access and these tools and these tutorials and these people who are learning and you can learn from while they're learning um, with free software as well. I mean, um, once you learn Blender, right, for free, uh, and you learn how to model and you learn how to rig and you learn how to do those things, um, you have the basic fundamentals to, to, to use Maya and uh, just transpose those skills into uh, a different software. And a lot of these are not apples to apples, but, I mean, you, you have the skills. You understand how things need to be built in order to to work in a industry that needs character modeling or needs um, animation or, 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 I mean, you've got animation, game design, special effects. You have all these different areas by learning this free software while you're in high school when there, it isn't high stakes and it isn't like, oh, I'm 52 and I want to learn this and go into this industry and I think I've aged out of being able to compete with younger people. Um, which I don't necessarily think that that's the case anymore. If you have the skills, you have the want, and you have the desire, I think you can do anything. But then you put a reel together. You do these things, and you get your work done, and you spend uh, two years in high school drawing and doing everything and then learning the software and building a reel and and uh, getting certified at a younger age in the software, showing that you not only have a real, and you, you know, these things, you took the initiative to actually get certified in the software and, uh, have the ability to work at a, um, professional level when you're 18, 19, and you've got a YouTube channel set up or you're, you're streaming on Twitch and you're doing these things, uh, for an audience and that's really beneficial um, for you to have these outlets to share your work and get feedback hopefully from other artists and creatives Um, and this goes for illustration this goes for making comic books do a live stream set up something where you do it once a week and you you put yourself on a schedule Uh, this podcast right was started as a way to keep me on schedule doing things and so far, other than the two weeks I took off as a, as a slight vacation, it's motivated me to learn how to do these things. And right now I'm recording this on my iPhone. And uh, I don't know what the quality will be like, but I'll listen back. And uh, it gives me the opportunity to talk about these things all the time and make sure that I'm constantly evolving and getting better. And I realized I do really need a co-host and I really need somebody to talk to and bounce these things off of and have conversation and make these things conversational. So uh, hopefully in the future, hopefully sometime very soon, this will no longer be a solo show and I'll be talking to other people. But it it is getting my voice out there. It is hopefully reaching the brains uh, and ears of uh, the younger generation so they don't have to feel like they're being defeated and that they can't match the quality of, of everybody in the social media landscape where all they do is post everything that's the best and um, really know that, um, that there's work involved and there's a lot of ups and downs. 
there's good times, there's bad times, there's lean times, and um, there's times where you're you're it's overwhelming where you have so much work to do that you can't uh, you can't handle it. And how do you manage those things? How do you manage that time? And um, if there are any questions, I'd love to answer them. I I mean, I think this podcast will get better once uh, people start asking me questions and I can talk about them, uh, sending me emails, sending me messages on Instagram, just so we can have more of a conversational thing and I, I, can, I can address creative issues that come up with people. And I'd love to see your work again. Um, I know I haven't posted a prompt but in a few weeks, but I mean, prompts are there uh, for, for you, if you don't have something to draw, but I definitely think, um, if you're struggling with drawing, look at, look at a prompt list and and look at something, uh, draw things you don't like drawing, spend the time, uh, honing those things in. And, um, yeah, I think I'm done rambling here. Uh, granted it's only 17 minutes in, but, um, I've got to go and get ready to, uh, pack and get on a plane, but, that's about it for this week. And again, follow me on Instagram at pencil vomit. Send me an email. Send me questions. Uh, pencil vomit at our pencil vomit art at gmail.com. And I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.